Hey, I'm Susanna Lanier, actor and acting coach for over 25 years. I'm Jess Greenberg, casting director for over 10 years. We're here to help you navigate this crazy, creative, and sometimes chaotic journey into the film and television world. We share our insights as to what works. And invite some pretty spectacular guests to share more ideas to move you on your journey. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with casting director Maxime Giroux. He has casted everything from feature films to major commercial campaigns in Montreal, in English, and in French. Welcome, Maxime. Thanks. Hello. Uh, hello. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your podcast. Oh, we're happy you're here. Yes. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's jump right in. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So we all know that there's no like degree or anything you could take in university to learn how to be a casting director. So can you tell us how you got into this role? <laughs> yes. So I was um, always wanting to work in the world of entertainment, not knowing what. Um, I had for a very brief moment, this wild idea of being an actor. And I actually had a role in a feature film in the 80s when wow. I was 17. <laughs> and then I quickly realized that this world was not for me. Um, I had mm -hmm. made a long list of yes and no's and the no's was much longer than the yeses. And um, I ended up doing a bachelor in communications at UQAM. Um, I did the profile television because at that time the profile was divided in four um, um, categories. So radio, uh, movies, uh, television, and journalism. And um, I was basically trained to work somewhere behind the scene in television. And when I got out of school, ended up on a few sets and quickly realized that this was not my place. Um, so did a few things here and there. And then in 95, uh, I moved to Toronto and I had this light bulb moment with a conversation with a friend um, and where, where the person asked me, what, do you, what actually makes you happy? And the process of casting a few productions was always the, the moment where I was like feeling so comfortable in these waters. And there was a light mobile, light bulb moment and contacted an, an actor friend in Toronto, which gave me the list of all the casting directors. And I cold called every single one of them, asking them if they needed help. And one of them did, it was Kim Everest at Powerhouse Casting. Um, and I was hired to be the assistant of the assistant. And uh, <laughs> that's how I got my start. <laughs> Very cool. And then in 2000, moved back to Montreal and did the exact same thing. I cold called all the casting directors and there was a position available at Elite and I interviewed for it. And then I worked there for more than eight years. And then I opened my own place. 14 years ago, last January, I just celebrated wow. my 14th. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Amazing. So my and that's how I fell into it basically. Yeah. Wow. And um so you've done features TV but commercials is really where you spend most of your time you would say. Because of my uh how I started the business, I got to uh, experience how uh, the really fast turnaround of commercials, which I enjoyed this tempo. 
Um, and when I was at Elite, um, they were mostly doing fiction work. Um, and I, um, they were turning down offers to do casting for commercials because they didn't like this fast tempo. Mm -hmm. And I basically rose, ra raised my hand and said, I think I'd like to try it out. And I did. And then the word got out in Montreal that there was a francophone working at Elite, um, which was mostly known as an English-speaking <laughs> place for English production. Yeah. So I started getting calls to uh, from Anglophone Productions in Toronto on those double shoots where they needed to find French actors and also lots of actor commercial because at the time there was still a lot of productions originating from Montreal. Mm -hmm. even in English or sometimes I would get like they would cast Vancouver Toronto Montreal even for big campaigns that would be shooting in Toronto mostly um for Actra um those are the times with the big beer campaigns and alcohol campaigns and they wanted to find um you know talent from all over Canada mm -hmm. um so I was mandated for these castings and I was continuing working on the fiction work, helping um, uh, the three ladies at Elite. Um, and we cast a lot of TV shows and, and um, uh, feature films. And we even cast a couple of French projects, with, uh, especially with Rosina, uh, one of them being Bon Come Back Up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, um, when I left, I was mostly known for my, uh, my involvement with commercials and people kept calling and that I just uh, followed where they, um, I didn't make any special, I didn't pursue the features um, yeah. on the French side. There are quite a bit more casting directors and they're very well established. Um, and I just made an unconscious decision to uh, continue what I was doing. And I quite enjoy it. And I love uh, also working on the fiction world. Um, and I, I'm always rejoicing when someone calls me about this, but I don't pursue it for, mm -hmm. uh, that well, that much. Mm -hmm. It's on me. <laughs> it's more. Um, and it, I love the variety that this kind of tempo offers and this uh, multitude and variety of projects that I get to work on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a commercial is a mini movie. It's every time. It's wild. It's, it's a mini movie. <laughs> we need to tell this very quick story, sometimes in 15 or 30 seconds. And it's yeah. a different way of approaching casting than fiction is. <laughs> oh, that's what we wanted to talk about because you are, I know you, you do some features and stuff, but you are known in Montreal as the commercial guy. Like you do do a lot of commercials. And I remember I, when I was working at Elite too, and I remember you were, you did the French commercials. That was your yeah. you know, domain. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you like about working on commercials? Like the fast tempo. I love okay. This and also never knowing what the requests were going to be because I'm surprised. I, I learn about new things almost daily because um, we're, depending on the project, we're, we may be asked to get out of the pool of uh, professional actors and find athletes and find um, people with disability um, right. um, and, you know, find real people when it's... Um, 
they want these people to talk about their experience with the actual product mm -hmm. um, and also a variety of other things. And sometimes I like, I learn about parkour by casting. <laughs> right. I learned wow. that there was still uh, roller skating happening at one point. I thought, <laughs> oh, stop roller skating. And when I had to find someone that was really good in roller skating not rollerblading which is two different things right right if you're a rollerblader you may not be a good roller skater which i've learned through casting um and casting a variety of athletes in every kind of sport imaginable um it's 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 so every time there's something new um and what i love and what's special about commercials is that you have to uh tell a story in a set amount of time, whether it's 15 or 30 seconds, and you have to immediately know, because you don't have to set up mm -hmm. the story. You have to immediately know when you're seeing the actors, what they are portraying. Is this a mom? Is this uh, a lawyer? Is she a secretary? Is she, uh, or is it a construction worker or a lawyer or a doctor or so immediately we have to know and to be able to tell the story without any kind of background. Right. The luxury we have in fiction work is that we can explain or not, depending on the story, who these people are and what and what why they do the work that they do, mm -hmm. um, which you never get to explore in commercial. So we work in, I, I, I don't want to call it cliche, but I call it archetypes. So as we say in casting speak, uh, a mom type, for example. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, you see this on breakdown and, and, and we go to the most common denominator of what a mom type would be. Mm -hmm. um, there are a millions, millions, billions of moms all over the world um but in the commercial world there's a preconceived idea of what a mom should be mm -hmm. and we have to expand now we're trying to expand those horizons i think in the last few years we've realized we really do need to expand those horizons but we do have to um for any kind of spectator uh, that is viewing this commercial they have to understand who this character is just by the very first look in this situation, of course. Yeah. So and that's what that's second. always fun to um to to do. And it's always a challenge. And um you get to work with extremely creative people. Do you find it more pressure to do Absolutely. that's what I thought? It because feels it's, like it's a lot of pressure <laughs> on the commercial. It's extremely yeah. um stressful. It's yeah. a very, very, my stress level is sometimes is quite. <laughs> well, um, I was going to ask what you don't like about it. And I'm wondering uh, if this I is. Think, I think it's the stress factor. <laughs> yeah. The stress factor because the, the budgets are sometimes immense. They're spending a lot of money to advertise the product. And the stakes are also very important for them. And that's what I try often to make people understand it's like we're not saving lives we're selling a product <laughs> but for the stakes with the ad agency towards their client because at the end the client has to be happy with the result and who pays for this the client we're all paid by the client to 
produce this commercial to sell their product. And ultimately the client has to be happy. And sometimes some clients are more demanding than others. Um, some process are, are more treacherous than others in the commercial world. It's <laughs> a good really word. Can, and it changes <laughs> from, from project to project. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, you must, I mean, as an actor and as a casting director, you must have experience, you know, having to work with a very demanding client, um, whether it's on set or whether it's on the casting stage and it's yeah. at the casting stage and it's just, sometimes it's not easy because we're all people, we're all, you know, human and we all have our little quirks and, you know, for yeah. those and also, it's human relations. Yeah. And sometimes we are, we don't get along with everyone. We don't understand what people want. Sometimes communications break down and it's part of, it's the normal part of the work as well, but we don't talk about this very much. And that adds to the stress as well sometimes. Yeah. I remember um, the first time I was scheduling an audition day for commercials coming from film and TV where it's like, yeah, I give like 10-ish minutes, you know, a little break here, break there. And um, I was working with um, another casting director and they saw the schedule and they're like, that's it? No, no, no. Every two <laughs> minutes you're putting someone in. I'm like, oh my God, like we don't have enough people. And like the first time scheduling the audition day, I was like, A, embarrassed and B, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Volume. It's volume, yeah. volume, yeah. volume. And like- I mean, it's volume to an extent. And it's yes. very strange how um, different cities have different expectations and, and different countries also have different expectations. When right. I cast in for production <laughs> with American clients, volume is the key. They want to see loads of people because the markets that they cast, there are so many actors. And yeah. sometimes from the get-go, when I cast a French version of a production, but the, it's either produced by an American production company or the client is American and needs to produce that, I have to set up the expectation from the get-go saying the pool of actors in Montreal is much smaller yeah um that it is in English it's minuscule compared yeah. to Toronto Vancouver LA New York um but on the French side it's also quite small because there is a lot of actors on uh, a lot more I find on the UDA side than there is on the ACTRA and just in terms of the membership with uh, UDA and ACTRA yeah. but also um, the thing is that there are a lot of actors that at a certain level do not, no longer do commercials on the French yeah. side. So this reduces the pool of actors and then of course the conflicts. Um, as uh, a lot of people may not know, when you actually shoot a commercial for let's say a car company, a specific, uh, let's say Ford, well, you can't go and shoot another commercial for a Nissan or a Toyota mm -hmm. uh, because it's called a, a conflict. And so you have to, once you've shot that commercial, you have to wait a certain amount of time until you can actually re-audition and get a job for another car commercial. And it's like that for all the products. Yeah, I remember like doing some commercials and it was always about like the client, the client, the client, the client and the pressure. And like one of the commercials I was doing, like the morning of the auditions, they're like, okay. Cause there was like 
uh, five spots and each spot was for a different product and every product had obviously its own casting. And then they wanted to switch which casting went for the products. So, but then everyone already had the sides and I was just like, (laughs) and it was like, okay, we're auditioning everyone in an hour. So just resend out everything to everyone coming in and they're just going to audition for like the different products. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, and I, yeah, that, that pressure is intense. And then, and the client is there in the auditions and you're just like, oh my God. I've had, I've had, you know, so many auditions of that similar things happen to me where it goes from um we forgot to send you the new script and the client client is insisting that the actor reads the new script as an actor and then I think you can vouch for this uh Susanna um it's very very um it throws you and you're frustrated because you've spent you know time to learn it I mean most of the time commercials this script usually is easy but every once in a while you get yeah. this jargon that you yeah. have to learn and you, it actually is hard and, and sometimes it's, it, a mouthful. it's a mouthful and then you get something new on uh, that sorry there's a new script could you take a look at it and i and, it's, and you have and then you're in a bad yeah. mood <laughs> and sometimes then you're like, you have no. <laughs> 10 minutes to look at of it course. and then go into the room and audition yeah and that just throws you off it totally throws you and off. i i try to ask most of the time is there a way we can do the audition this way and then let's do a callback with the new text and allow the actor to be better prepared yeah. Thank you, Maxime. That is a so very we try. fair we try to solution. work for you guys. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't know. Sometimes you can't. I know. Sometimes you pressure. can't. Yeah. And, or we start the day in the studio with the uh, agency creatives who have not talked that much with the director prior to uh, allowing this production company to produce their commercials and their visions don't align. So sometimes you have a director that is insisting that it's that way, but of course the creatives are the creators of that script and they know their clients. So they're going to insist to get their way. And then, so we start the day one way. And then as the day advances, they get to a compromise and where everyone's happy, but that changes a few things about what was the actor came in what like they changed lines of dialogue on the spot mm-hmm. they do a new line as you enter the room so you just have to, as an actor to be completely open right yeah be pre- as prepared as you can be but also be open to changes and to yeah. change things on the spot yeah and that's an art in itself and i marvel at actors that are able to you know switch uh, and just as go. we say switch on a, a on a dime basically it's yeah. just uh it's 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 an art in itself and it, uh, the art of auditioning for commercial is also a muscle that all actors have to exercise and some are very very good at it some never get the hang of it do you have any very memorable commercials that you worked on? I think one of the most memorable casting and commercial that I ended up was for a, uh, a Rona and was for the Olympics a few years um, ago. And then the concept was uh, a relay race 
uh-huh. where people were exchanging, instead of ex- exchanging a baton, were exchanging a screwdriver. And uh-huh. they would start in Vancouver and the relay race would go all over Canada and end up in, in Halifax. Um, there were three different casting directors that were uh, mandated for this job. One casting person in Vancouver, one in Montreal, and one in um, Eastern provinces. Um, I think it might have been someone in Toronto. I'm not quite sure. And then we had to find all these very almost Olympic level athletes to do different sports as they're carrying this screwdriver baton. Um, In my (laughs) section, I had to find that was uh, someone that was diving from a 10 meter board with the screwdriver in their mouth. I had to find synchronized swimmers. (laughs) Uh-huh. I had to find a swimmer that was actually swimming after he jumped. It was supposed to be the same. We would think that would be the same person. And where was the screwdriver at that point? Still in their mouth? He's a screwdriver the in the Swimming mouth. with the mouth. Okay. And then someone <laughs> that having oh to gosh. jump hurdles <gasps> and then jump on a bike and do competitive biking. And that had to be the same person. And so we auditioned. Uh, oh major gosh. calls to all the different sports organization in Quebec and then we did hold the auditions in all the different so we had to be in a pool oh my god the swimmers and the divers on the 10 mini board with the screwdriver there was no like the client was insisting that everyone had to do a thing with the screwdriver so they had to audition yeah. jump in the water yeah. and this is an audition not paid with the screwdriver no. in their mouth yeah yeah. Straight oh, into the, my oh god. my god, <laughs> that um, is nuts! It was nuts. And then, um, what I didn't know is that you need to have a, a special, very specialized lifeguard to guard the pool where all the diving boards are. And it's a different lifeguard than the one that is the pool next to it because we were at the big Olympic pool, I think we were at the stadium. Okay. And, uh, and that lifeguard was not coming in. So we were huh. waiting for the lifeguard to arrive <laughs> to hold the auditions. And everybody's uh, there in their bathing suit with a, a screwdriver in their mouth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then we the, and some were actors that were very, very good at the sport. And some were just professional athletes or athletes. Um, but that were not at the Olympics because remember this was happening around the Olympics. So you can't, you know, find actual Olympians because they're busy. They <laughs> just a little. That they're a little is bit. a little bit busy. Yeah, that's a crazy story. I'm just, I'm yeah. still, Maxim, just worried about them. I'm like with that screwdriver. I'm like, but yeah, what if diving goes from 10 meters with meter, something in your mouth? Screwdriver, what are you choking? getting gagged like i'm i'm scared and then they're like we want to audition you know a hundred people doing this i'm like that is very dangerous oh, there was no <laughs> no a hundred like, like people of, of course and, but who could do that i mean that is but you found you found the one i did wow commercial is great i it's bet really believe really, it's a fantastic commercial it's but a man, you guys fun. worked for it. But wow, yeah. that's nuts. So that's a pretty memorable one. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very <memorable>. cool. <laughs> the life, life and casting. And that's what's so great about it is that you just never know what you're going to be doing the next day. Yeah. Wow. From 
casting features to commercials. What do you think is the main difference between approaching a commercial or approaching a part in a feature uh, film? It has to do with the look, first and foremost. For okay. You may be the better actor in the world. If you don't have the look the client is looking for, you're not going to get that job. Right. It's that simple. So you have to get a really thick uh, uh, skin about this and not let it bother you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing. Um, and also, um, we want results right away. With when I work in fiction, you sometimes get, you don't have the luxury of getting a script. You get a couple of scenes. Um, you get a character description. You get a log line or storyline. It's sometimes very vague. You don't necessarily what happened just before the um, sides that you got. So you come in with an, an incomplete idea of who this character is, and you're able to show what who you are as an actor and what you've prepared, which I love to see. Because yes. I always get the actors to do, whether it's fiction or commercial, the first thing is your proposition. Please show me what you've prepared. And after that, we try to either course correct if you're not at all where we want to go with you. And on fiction side, we have more time. Right. Let's explore together. We want to see your range. Yeah. We want to see, can you go from A to F? Or can you go to, from A to Z? We want to see what you can do with this character. And it's the same for commercials, but commercials is very much concentrated. You have a lot less time. Um, we're seeing other people, uh, the tension is high because sometimes there's a lot of people in the room, whether it's a Zoom room or virtual room and an actual audition room, you are not introduced to any of these people. Sometimes, unfortunately, and that's a situation that I try to not have anymore, but sometimes they're in front of the computers and they're not even looking at you. Right. Because they are creatives. They, are, they have been asked to be president of the casting, but they have three other jobs that they have to... Deadlines. Uh, their accounts that they have to produce stuff. And I try to now, with the experience, to tell them how um, unfortunate that situation is and how discouraging for it is for actors because they come in into a room and they see people that don't acknowledge their presence, that don't even look at them because they're concentrating on their computer. And I find that I try to not have the situation happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's why when you audition through a Zoom audition, we ask everyone to turn off their camera. Yeah. So you only see one or two people. So so that's one of the big, uh, the big thing. And also um, for a commercial, you have a lot less. Sometimes you get two takes, three takes, and that's it. And sometimes it's... You spend five minutes talk to audition. And so it's just, it's different. I mean, once again, I mean, sometimes you get 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, depending where you are in the process of auditioning for a role for uh, fiction work. It's, it's a totally different game. But yeah. now you said they're very, like you said, the look is so important fitting that archetype if it's the mom or the dad or whatever has there been any surprises where somebody oh, yeah who absolutely. didn't necessarily fit that look but they did something funny different interesting where you were like 
I this guy can sell cars. He's not a guy. That's, that's, can sell that's what car. I do as a casting person. Yeah. That I bring a nice I, and 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 this might sound very silly and and I it's a grocery list. Yeah. Like, okay, get us some tomatoes, but what type of tomatoes do you want? Do you want like cherry tomatoes? Do you want greenhouse tomatoes? There is a gazillion <laughs> variety of tomatoes. And that's what actors are. They come in with their looks and their personality in that fit that archetypes. Because there could be, I could bring 30 different mom types. Right. But I also, as a casting person, always try to bring someone that may, may but not fit it precisely but I think they're good actors and they can bring their own flavors and their mm-hmm. own special something and not all not all the time but most of the time some they go oh we didn't see the character like this at all but that person's great we yeah. love him or her let's oh yeah 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 and then and then or you bring in what you think they want and then they go a complete different way with oh we saw someone else for another character we'd like to see him again for this particular character or, or book him from this audition mm-hmm. and it's just like right. very surprising because they sometimes they tell you something and oftentimes like they give you an age range for a character and then they you brought in actors that in that age range then they look at that and then they realize it doesn't work that person is too young or too old right with that uh, <clears throat> so we have to yeah. start over um as we call it recast and and sometimes they don't know until they see it yeah that's what i always say is like the audition process is the first time they're seeing things off of the page and sometimes it's really surprising to them you know and it's almost like they're workshopping the script or the concept as you're auditioning because like you had all these thoughts in your head and it's like we're actually seeing them and certain things don't work <laughs> like on paper they might work but then in real life it's like ah, this is not or they listen they listen to the dialogue and it's like oh yes this, this looks like this is unpronounceable for most people <laughs> and it's just like boring and it's like and they shorten it they change it they modify it they try okay and then sometimes you have scripts with like the original line and then five alternatives <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then they they find something that means what they want to tell but is expressed with different um words and it's so and, some, and you test it at casting yeah exactly yeah that's why i always try and like, tell actors too like you could inspire the director or you could, you know, it's not always set in stone. Yes. There's projects and directors that are very clear on what they want and they have their vision and you could get it for them. And then there's other projects that it's a work in progress and things move so fast that you, you know, if you go in and just be yourself and bring your choices confidently, you know, it, it could shift and, I feel Absolutely. like that's like the energy you have to go in with because, um, I mean, always, but if you think that there's opportunity to inspire someone, then maybe you'll go in a bit differently or with more confidence. Yeah. And, 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 and as actors are as, um, are, and directors are as diverse as actors, some actors are very clear about 
what they're offering. Others are, they're still looking for it mm -hmm. or they don't know. And same as directors. Some actors have, uh, directors have very clear ideas what they're wanting to accomplish with that spot, the performance, the uh, what is needed. Mm -hmm. Some come in very open-minded, hoping to explore and find. And some don't know until you show them what they, and they're not really great at explaining what they want. Because mm -hmm. I always try to have a conversation with a director, especially if it's the first time uh, we talk together. I get um, a brief. I get what they, um, because they, they're also pitching for the job. We're all freelancers in this world. So they're also hoping they're auditioning as directors because usually they ask three directors to do a pitch, their version of their idea of that script. Mm -hmm. So you get this book, which is their uh, pitch book. And then you get all the aspect of the commercial going from casting to location to music so it's very nourishing as a casting person but also what's more nourishing is having an actual conversation after you read that book right and then, okay so you've mentioned so and so and and then sometimes they give you roads to explore with your casting like mm -hmm. have you seen this particular show well that actor i want this energy Sometimes it's yeah. about the energy. Sometimes it's about the look uh, they want. Sometimes it's about, oh, we need someone with impeccable uh, comedic timing. And also you want to know when it's you're working with uh, someone for the first time, their references, the types yeah. of actors that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, I have directors that love brunettes, just like <laughs> personal thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and sometimes they only call, they only past brunettes and it's, right. it's just like and it's and you and you start to discover it as you get to work with them and it's sometimes very strange and and types of actors also yeah. I mean they some directors that as a very clear preference for types of actors and you try to offer them variety and and they still go back to that particular lane that they enjoy and and some act some directors are you know, they change from project to project and really about the project. Mm -hmm. So you just get to know people, what turns them on, what, what they like to try to give them what they want. It's, 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 there's a, there's a huge part in customer service in a way. Oh yeah. Uh, in casting. I think yeah. in casting, but even more so probably in commercials or network television, yes. Yes. when it's you're the director you're dealing with and the client you're dealing with, the creatives you're like, there's so many yeah. different heads who all want to be heard and want their voice yeah. to be the strong voice. And you're trying to find a bridge to please yeah. all of them. Exactly. I mean, that's hard. That's very hard. And sometimes they butt heads. And yes, they do. I know. I've been on set and the director's <laughs> directing you one way and the client wants it a different way. And you're yeah, just standing there. And the creative there. want to try a different reading Something than to, everyone oh, yeah. else. And everyone wants to have their, their say, say on that set. Because we, we have to think that unlike um, a feature film where a director maybe wrote the script and it's his idea and his way, a director uh, directing commercial is a director for hire. Yeah. And 
ultimately, the agency and the client are going to tell him or her, um, there are more and more female directors. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, you may not agree with them, but that's how they want it. And you want the, you want the client to be happy and to hire you again. So you give them what they want. If you're auditioning someone with no lines or one word, do you have any tips for how they should approach that? I find that the SOC uh, parts are often the um, toughest part. Yes. Yeah. Cast. And they have to be what, great. And because... to audition for. Um, I think what's important for the actor on the actor side is that just to understand what the concept is, mm -hmm. read it and try to figure out and get as many clues as possible from the breakdown. I try, like my breakdowns are very detailed, um, but also when actors with people that have oftentimes more experience or um, made the effort to look at the sides and prepare. Wonderful. Well, thank you. You've given us tons of information. Thank you. Um, but before we wrap it up, what is on the plans for Maxime? Like what are the next projects, any projects, any goals, dreams? I, you know, whoever is listening and producing <laughs> fiction work, <laughs> is that what so you do a lot of commercials you'd like to do more fiction i know you i'd love i'd love to do more fiction i'd love to have more um and it's also on me i should pursue these opportunities and contact people and i just don't know i mean i'm very busy with commercials sometimes right. i don't have because when you work on a fiction work, it's very difficult to do commercials at the same time. Right. Because you're all immersed on a project and, and commercials takes you out of that, what you're trying to go into. I've been fairly successful in managing both, but sometimes you just have to say no for a few weeks or months um, and concentrate on a project, especially if it's a, a bigger scope project. Um, uh, I think a variety. I love variety. I love, right. I love, and I love working in both languages. I, I just find um, it's so fun to switch from French or English or do both and just uh, experiment with different people. It's like, it's a, I'm a people person. Right. I show. Yes. <laughs> and and I love working yeah. with um, nice people and people that are, um, I'm blanking on the word that I'm trying to say. Sometimes my mind thinks in French and I'm speaking English. Uh, creative people. There we go. Jean Creatif. Right. Creative people. Yes. Creative people. I love working with creative people and I love working with nice people. I'm, I, yeah. I have the one luxury in life is that I can say no to projects yes. now. Oh, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. That is a everyone. Not everyone gets to do that. And that's yeah. a privilege. It's really a privilege. So more well, fiction wonderful. work, please. <laughs> okay, more fiction work. And staying in casting. You want to keep casting. Oh, Go my on. God. Yes. It. So you're in your field. I mean, I, as, as we say in French, je suis sur mon X. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're good at it. And we always love seeing you. So yeah. 
Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Maxine. Well, thank, you. thank you. And thank, thank you, you for so sharing much. all this information. I think yeah. you definitely demystified the commercial process. I think uh, for, for all the listeners, they're going to, you know, it's, it's, and, and understand what you guys are going through too. Like there are changes. It is high stress. There is a lot of people, but you are genuinely interested in what they can do and what they can uh, showcase and and you love watching their stuff you know oh i love it i'm like I'm a, I'm, I'm a spectator yeah. i love that yeah because all i like that the, i think the one thing i'd like to say is that yes of course is that yeah. as a casting director the only power and like i'm saying quote unquote we have is for you to let you in or you know not not let you in Basically, yes. I opened the door for you to come and do your little show. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, the rest does not belong to me or you as an actor. Right. You yeah. Come, you audition, and then you have to be happy with your audition. The rest is like it's beyond your control. The casting gods will do <laughs> and what it's they're also gonna beyond do. Beyond my control because there's a misconception. People think we have the final say. Well, I was we going to ask. Have, we do not have final say. No. The client has final say. We can all, as different people, work and recommend this particular performer to the client. And we all, everyone's aligned. We love this actor or this actress. We think they're the best to embody this character. And the client ultimately looks at the audition and said, no, no. I don't want this person to be in my spot. Yeah. You're like, okay. And we're all, you know, sometimes dumbfounded. We don't understand. And then there's find us final say. If I may give uh, an advice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just as an actor, whether for whatever audition, just be once you close that door or that Zoom call ends or the self-tape is sent, you should be happy with what you did. The rest does not belong to you. Right. The rest yeah. is beyond your control. Just let it go. And that's what we see. We see the people that get parts is the one that are very confident in what they have to offer. And then it was like, okay, my job is done. Bye. And then I'll let you decide. Absolutely. And oftentimes those are the people that get the parts. Good takeaway. Good takeaway. Be, be yes. proud of what you do. Amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Maxine. We're going to do our takeaways. So for today's takeaways, come with your choices, but be open to direction. Two, do the preparation. It makes a difference. Three, be enthusiastic. It could give you the advantage. And four, be proud of what you do and find the joy in it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.